Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Wood Talk. For woodworkers, by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who take big pieces of wood and make them smaller. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, it's Wood Talk number 257 for July 10th, 2015. It's a weekend edition of Wood Talk, and that means we've got one topic to share with you today, specifically our business models. We're not talking about the, you know, six foot tall, beautiful women or or men, right? There's male models out there. Um, we're actually talking about how we structure our businesses if we have a business as it relates to woodworking. Although and I would like to talk about the other one. We can. But yeah. We could do this. That'll be, uh, we'll could. talk after dark. Okay, and uh, yes. this actually was inspired by uh, a, a question we got from Nick. He says, I've heard you mention several times on the show that you make commission pieces from time to time, but I also know two of you, I guess Mark too, have separate day jobs. Nope, that's not correct. So I'm curious <laughs> to know what kind of business license slash model you have for your side woodworking commissions. I'm sure there are resources out there for folks who want to start their own business, but uh, I'm curious to hear how you guys operate and if the various options, or I'm sorry, and if there are various options you've considered. Uh, Thanks very much. Keep up the good work. You have the best woodworking podcast out there. And if you say things like that, you'll generally get your questions answered faster. In fact, we should just have a topic about how awesome. We should have a whole show dedicated to how awesome we are. And we'll just talk about our awesomeness. I think so. Um, Can the Shop Talk Live guys host it for us? Yeah, we should have them come in. Yeah, and 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 we'll we'll contrast and compare how they're always going to be number two and we're number one. <laughs> now, now tell me, Matt, Asa, Mike, how awesome are we? Yeah, seriously, I mean, uh, just and be, be specific. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is it on your show that you try to emulate on uh, from us? Oh my god! <laughs> I like I, I love that we're going to just manufacture a feud here. Like that doesn't exist, but we're going to make it happen. I love it. All right. So great question from Nick. And I thought this was interesting, not because we want to dish out business advice. That's never a good thing for us to do. Not a good idea. Um, No, no. But because we actually, between the three of us, represent three potentially very common situations that I think could fairly well represent our audience across the board. Um, So just quickly to review, 
I do run a business. That is my sole thing that I do is the Wood Whisperer Incorporated. Uh, It's an S-Corp and that is all that I do. I work, I'm an employee of this company that that I own. So uh, for me, it's full time. Um, Shannon, yours is a little different. Yeah. What's your situation? Um, Well, I mean, technically it's full time (laughs) as far as hours put into it. But uh, I also have a W-2 job, a full-time W-2 job elsewhere working as marketing director for a lumber company. But the Renaissance Woodworker Hand Tool School, actually it's under the Hand Tool School, is an LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's done primarily just to separate personal from business assets. Right. Okay. And um, Matt, you're on the other side of the, the spectrum here. What's your situation? Right. So uh, my situation is I'm with my wife. We've been together for 17 years. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that an SNL squ- uh, skit? Uh, yes. What's your, what's your situation? What's your situation? <laughs> and uh, we, we're happy at the moment, but on Saturdays we have problems. No. Uh, so my right now I am technically a sole proprietor, which basically means that any income I have coming in both for the podcast – and any commissions I take on is technically kind of like hobby money, mm-hmm. really, when it comes down to it. The podcast is for certain. While it does feel like a full-time job, technically it might be a part-time job, but realistically it's a hobby. Uh, and my full-time job during the day is I work at a hospital in a pathology laboratory. So uh, while I wish this was my full-time job, it is not. It is not. All it right. So do you, do you think there is anything that may happen that would push you to to go for some sort of official business designation? I think if I got to the point, well, I know for a fact, if I got to the point that I was starting to get a lot of or a larger number of commission jobs where I really could swing it into a a full-time thing where I could afford to pay the bills with it, uh, I probably would move in that direction. And probably my first step would then go the LLC route because that seems to be typical for small businesses. I know Samantha with her photography business is an LLC and it's always funny because I always seem like, oh, well, LLC must be the first step to becoming a big boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't Festool an LLC? Is it? It might be. I'm almost positive they're they're an LLC. I mean, that's the thing. We don't want to get too much into the business designations and what they mean because that is a conversation to have with a professional uh, to make sure you make the right choice. Because, for instance, Shannon, you have an LLC, but I've got an S-Corp. Clearly, there are reasons (laughs) with discussions with our accountants that we both went with those two things, but I really don't want to get too much into those right. details. Well, the, the reason <laughs> yeah. was my accountant yes. told me to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. And that's the reason why I'm a sole proprietor is our accountant said, no, 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 just do this. <laughs> well, there is one thing we can talk about, and I'm sure this this came up with, with your situation, Shannon, certainly with mine. As a sole proprietor, there's a certain amount of risk involved in, in your liability. Um, so as you're doing things, let's say, you know, Matt, you're not really making things for customers other than family customers, <laughs> quote unquote customers. <laughs> right. The worst kind. <laughs> by the way. Exactly. They are so cheap. Uh, But if you're making things for other people and you're putting it in other people's homes, there may be some other aspects of the the liability that you have to be concerned about. And I think that's when you start to go, well, should things go south? Do I really, like if this business completely gets tanked, worst case scenario, something bad happens, we get sued. How much of my assets do I want on the line because of this business? And I think that's where you start to think, well, maybe establishing an LLC or an S-Corp might offer me that extra level of protection that I'm, that I'm looking for. 
Right. Definitely yeah. anytime dealing with like the general public, it, there is a certain point when yeah, strangers are coming to you mm-hmm. uh, that, and you, you have this business presence like, you know, you're out there tr- deliberately trying to drum up business. For certain, you do want to have some sort of barrier in there between the business world and your real world because it'd be amazing how fast they could crash together. Mm-hmm. At what point in the evolution and the growth of what you do, Shannon, did you make the decision to start this separate entity? Uh, it was three, uh, almost four years into it, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, and four years into the hand tool school. Uh, so that was, gosh, that was only about a year and a half ago that oh, okay. this designation actually happened. Mm-hmm. I was running as a, as a individual sole proprietor for years up to that because, you know, I've been selling stuff, selling commission work and then selling stuff through the craft show circuit and everything just as an individual for years and years and years and was actually encouraged not to bother with making an unofficial business. I think the word, the, the phrase from the accountant was, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> why are you making things harder? You're making you know, more paperwork it. for me. Yeah. And, and, what it what it comes down to is you can run a business. You don't have to be incorporated or LLC or any of that stuff. Um, for me, it came down to the point where as the business got larger um, and I had specific place in my home that is 100% dedicated to it. Um, I have specific hardware, like computers, that like the computer I'm sitting at right now is only used for um, woodworking stuff. Um, then I began to... to see a very clear separation between like the computer that I go and, and, and watch, you know, Amazon prime (laughs) and sure. That's what you're watching. Shannon. (laughs) I like that hesitation. Amazon prime. Prime. (laughs) I realized, I realized the can of worms I was opening halfway through that sentence. And it was like, Oh God, how do I get out of this? This is work only. I swear. (laughs) I'm watching Anastasia prime. I mean, Amazon prime. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that exists. That must exist. It It shouldn't. Anyway, it just, it, on paper, it made perfect sense at that point. Yeah. You know, there was there was this the business was getting large enough, the income from the business was getting large enough that I needed, you know, a separate bank account. You can't just have it floating in and out and and you know, I didn't want to share that money with my wife. Come on. <laughs> and there's another reason to do it. <laughs> well, see, and I think that's where the gray area comes from is when you're doing this while you're holding down another full-time job, it's a little bit harder of a call than when, you know, in my situation, this is what I do full-time, it just makes sense. Uh, yeah. to do this and everything I do business related is a business expense. And, you know, it actually works well for us as, as, you know, podcasters, a lot of the gear that we use for podcasting, there are things that the wood whisperer as a business, uh, that we can do because we have the business, even Nicole's podcasting things that she does, um, you know, be, because it's all just under this umbrella, you know, so there, and there, there are really good tangible benefits to being able to say these things are business expenses. Um, for instance, if Nicole goes back and starts doing, let's say a movie review podcast, and it's something that starts to generate revenue via AdSense or whatever, any, any type of revenue, then I could justifiably say that her movie tickets can Mm -hmm. actually be a business expense. Sure. You know, I go to WIA, that's a business expense. If I buy anything related to woodworking or content production, it's a business expense, you know, so that there, there are definite advantages to that because that's all pre-tax uh, expenses that I'm not paying out of my regular checking account. So it makes right. total and, sense. And you can do that 
if you don't have a separate business, but what it comes down to is how it's taxed and how the deduction and the weight of the deduction and all that stuff. So, right. um, and that was really the, that kind of tipping point for me where, you know, I was already deducting a bunch of stuff, you know, I mean, a trip to WIA was a business expense technically. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but then you get to a point where, um, there's, you can save more, if you will, um, from a tax perspective by actually being a business. Yeah. That made a lot more sense. Yeah. And this is, uh, interestingly enough, if you're not getting adequate answers from your accountant, because we, we had an accountant for a while here and really nice guy, totally nice, but he's, uh, was really unable to explain things in a way that I would understand. So when we would talk about the business, the growth of the business, what we wanted to do, you know, what designation was right for us, um, we made some bad choices. And part of it was because I couldn't understand what the heck this guy was talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like bril- brilliant accountant, but not someone who could put it into layman's terms so that I could make a really good decision. So in the beginning, we made some bad choices and had to make some changes. And then we finally got with an accountant that, you know, spoke regular English and really helped us lay out a plan that I felt absolutely confident about the way we were running things. So if you're not getting clear answers when you inquire about this stuff, don't be afraid to look around. Uh, there are some some accountants are definitely better than others in terms of guiding you as a, you know sort of not necessarily a business consultant, but they know enough about it. And then with the information about what you do, um, they can guide you to the best choice that's going to keep you on the right side of the government. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. And not paying back taxes and all that fun stuff. Cool. Yeah, yeah. The last thing you want is one that kind of like just goes. Um, you, don't worry about that. You don't need to worry about that. Don't, 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 don't. Why don't I need to worry about it? Just don't worry about it. No, 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 no. And it's fine. <laughs> it's um, fine. All right. So I, I don't really have much to add on top of this. It's a fairly short conversation. Um, do you guys yeah. have anything more to add to it? No, not really. I mean, I think when it comes down to it, yeah, it's. I guess it depends on how much work you're actually bringing in, which yeah, for me I, is like once or twice a year. I, I think, and again, we have to you know, couch everything with, we are not professionals, seek a professional advice on this. But mm. I think if this, this decision shouldn't be something that holds you back. Um, and in fact, there is some ability to, to operate without having a, a business, uh, an official LLC, S corp, any of that stuff, just as an individual, I would operate that way for a while and kind of get your feet under you and figure out what you're going to do. Because when you do finally seek professional advice, they're going to have a bunch of questions for you. And if you haven't, if you've got nothing, if you've got no experience, um, you can't really answer those questions. So um, kind of like what Mark was saying earlier, you know, you, you need to determine what direction to go when creating your business based upon your business needs. You may not know what that is. So definitely don't be like, well, I, I want to hang out my shingle and start making furniture, but I got to figure out this whole business thing. No, hang out your shingle. Go find some customers, start making some furniture. You know, you can accept payment even though, you know, you're not an actual business. That's perfectly fine. You may file it on your taxes as a home business, but you don't have to be incorporated. So there's really no reason to let that hold you back. Well, and I I see it a little bit differently, and I think this is where – people's personal experiences and personal opinions are going to factor in. I'm uncomfortable with that. As soon as I'm making product for other people and that's what I do, I'm, I'm just paranoid about uh, litigation and protecting my assets, you know? So, so for me, as soon as I start thinking about putting stuff in other people's homes, especially strangers, that's when I feel like I absolutely want that extra layer of protection between me and the business. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, but if you weren't so dishonest, you wouldn't feel that way. But <laughs> well, the know, thing maybe, is, you know, maybe if you just stopped screwing people around, you wouldn't have to worry about. So that you mean anymore. that whole wood, you know, lifetime no wood movement guarantee? That's not a. <laughs> that's not a good thing. That's how I sell all my furniture, man. What are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah, I just tend to be a little paranoid about that stuff. I just don't. I, I don't want to. I mean, and here's the thing. I know there's always loopholes for this stuff too. Um, that even even if I think I'm protected with with an S corp for instance, there may be ways that, that my personal assets could be brought, uh, you know, in, into the discussion. Um, a lot of this is over my head, um, but conventional wisdom to me, I just want that extra layer of protection there. Um, but yeah, definitely ask someone, find out what, uh, what's right for you. Talk to a professional, get some good advice. Don't listen to the wood talk guys for business <laughs> yeah. advice. That's, that's right, rule number one. You if you're listening to this and you are a professional, feel free to drop your uh, name and contact information in the comments and we'll direct everything to you. And this is also one of those things where we will get feedback from maybe people who are accountants or who are in the know and we'll get directly contradictory things between them. We'll, we'll sort of want to do cage matches. We'll pit <laughs> like this guy against this guy because we don't know who's right. But you both disagree, so fight it out. <laughs> no. yeah, that works perfect. That'll be that's gonna sound like a fun show. Let's do that one. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, sounds right good. On. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap it up here. Matt, if you give them the contact info, we can get out of here. All right. Hey folks, if you have a comment, question, or topic suggestion, you have several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Wood Talk Online. Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180 and email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com or leave us a comment on our Wood Talk Facebook page. And if you're looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. Fantastic. Right on. All right. Well, get a- to work, people, and make that business profitable. <laughs> Do that. And uh, <laughs> have a great woodworking weekend while you're at it. Yes. Fear. See ya. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.